If you work a crappy minimum wage job like I have for the last 10 years of my life, you've probably dealt with Karens at one point. A lot of people think Karens are just middle-aged white women who tend to be conservative. However, I disagree. Karens can be any race, gender, or political affiliation, or even any age. I'm Tim Shrimp, and you're listening to the All You Can Eat Shrimp podcast. Most people believe that the term Karen to describe annoying people within the retail industry began in 2020 in response to white women harassing mostly young black men for no reason. This is inaccurate. The term Karen has been very popular for retail industry workers for years now. Anyone who's worked any service industry job will tell you that the term Karen has been around for many years now. In fact, I make the argument that it it was only really coined relatively recently and popularized just because we are really divided as a society. I feel like the term Karen became so popular to describe specifically white women because of how insane the last year has been with with protests all over the country, people using COVID restrictions to argue for increases in minimum wage and age, and just all the anger we've generally been feeling for quite some time now. The truth is the biggest Karen in the world isn't a middle-class white woman. It's former pro football player and alleged murder O.J. Simpson. Go back and watch his trial. O.J. Simpson is super rich. He was able to afford a legal dream team. And there's still a segment of people back then that truly believed that O.J. was being targeted because he was black and not because of all the other evidence there. Oh, you don't think O.J. is a Karen? Right now, there's a very famous clip going around on Dateline where uh, one of the reporters were after an interview with O.J. Simpson after the trial. he told this woman he had a surprise for her and to meet him outside. He was standing outside a doorway with the infamous black gloves and knife and pretended to stab her like in the Alfred Hitchcock psycho. It's kind of been going around on TikTok and yeah, that's pretty messed up. There's also the fact that OJ Simpson recently released a book, If I Did It, explaining if he in theory, killed his wife, how would he do it? Like, wrap your minds around that. Are you seriously gonna, are you seriously gonna tell me that a person who was accused of murder, got acquitted, wrote a book saying, saying what he would hypothetically do if he killed his wife? Is it a Karen move? Then I don't know what to talk about. That is a Karen move. Do not deny that. I'll concede that a lot of the most difficult people I worked with in the service industry were women. And this is quickly because a lot of times they do see themselves as the victim. And in my opinion, whether or not you see yourself as a victim is going to be a very good indicator if you're going to have this Karen-esque personality where the world is against you. Like, they feel like the world is against them and that Karens show that we have become so radicalized that... A lot of people do see themselves as nothing but their identity. And anyone who's not part of that identity, who criticizes them, is attacking them. Um, like, that's why if you read a lot of these Karen stories, 
Japanese, a lot of them tend to attack the group they're not a part of, which is why they always bring up, oh, this Karen who's a total conservative or a total liberal or or is part of X race or is X group. Basically, any dynamic that can be weaponized in the story is because the person wants to be the victim. In my opinion, whether or not you see your vic- yourself as a victim is going to be a very good indicator if you're going to have this Karen-esque personality where the world is against you. The term Karen really exploded in popularity in response to the George Floyd riots in 2020. A lot of people wanted to associate anyone who had issues with mask mandates with George Floyd saying, I can't breathe. And when you really stop and think about it, that's a really disgusting way to think about it. There were a lot of people who had problems with the mask mandate. I, as an autistic man, had trouble breathing because of of the mask restrict because of the mask. That but if you're gonna sit there and say, I thought uh, Derek Chauvin was justified in what he did, you can go fuck yourself. I am sorry, but if you're gonna sit there and argue anyone who disagrees with you is a Karen, you're an asshole. I am sorry. Like the fact that so many people want to use Karen just shows how divided we are as a society. Us versus them. And there is no gray area. There is no common ground. The way we use Karen's and uh, the way we use the term Karen as a scapegoat for all of our society woes is just showing how divided we are as people. We want to be in this binary of us versus them. Like, if you want to solve racism, if you want to solve any problem in your life, even something as little as getting along with co-workers you don't see eye to eye with, you got to stop seeing them as the other, the bad guy, the person who wants to harm you, the guy who's not part of your group, so they automatically are against you. That is a childish way to think of it. you got to... Stop seeing people as these ideas and more and stereotypes and more as people. Early on in the pandemic, we were forced to work together. It was hard, but we weren't going to get anywhere if we just kept on fighting each other. Like, yeah, the news tried really hard to divide us with mask mandates, a with protests on whether masks were work or not, blaming each other for or. Everyone, politicians obviously played the blame game. The mayor of New Orleans blamed Donald Trump for not stopping Mardi Gras. And this was despite Mardi Gras happening before COVID. It really was a thing. You also got a lot of celebrities encouraging you to stay home, save lives. But but people realized they couldn't do that. And the sooner we realized, okay, not everyone has the luxury of working from home. Um, and we need to ease things open for people to safely work. We had to work together as a team to get the ball rolling and actually make it so society can function. There were a lot of people early on the pandemic that wanted to increase these tensions. Masks are a perfect example of this. The rules for masks vary depending where you lived in America. I lived in Colorado, which had some pretty consistent rulings. You were encouraged to wear masks indoors, outdoors, not so much. Yeah, Colorado had some very, very consistent rulings for masks. So as a result, we had pretty high compliancy. 
before the rules enforced. Not a lot of people would wear masks outdoors. I mean, yeah, you had a few people, but it wasn't as common. And they typically tend to be older white women. Makes sense. Uh, they're the group most likely to be affected, but... Again, we were encouraged to wear N95 masks as much as Paul. I actually had an in I actually had a situation with this uh, not too long ago. I was walking out of my house uh, and this woman, this older woman was walking her dog up the sidewalk and she sees me he walking out of my house and she just stopped and I walk up the sidewalk towards her and she's just standing there looking at at me and she says uh are you gonna wear a mask does that look like six feet to you and i'm like we're outdoors we we're safe uh you can wear a mask and you want to know what she does she puts on a freaking gator neck there's a lot of evidence showing that those are actually worse than nothing thank you karen you probably killed a lot of people and, and can't put yourself at risk but yeah like a lot of these restrictions screwed a lot of people over, so they were only willing to follow what made sense, what helped them be protected. I feel like if more of these restrictions were used to keep people safe rather than control people, and it was clear how they were going to be, how these restrictions keep them safe, you'd get more people following them. Because it's a lot easier to show people what they can do to protect themselves, and a lot harder or to get them to accept rules when, and all it does is help other people, but keep yourself vulnerable. That, that's why a lot of people really hated the masking. Everyone went in with the premise of, it doesn't protect you. It protects other people from you, except the fact that you're a threat to those around you. Who, and we're not going to give you advice on how you could protect yourself. You just got to hope that every stranger you meet cares enough about you who to treat you like family. I don't think a lot of people realized how a lot of these COVID restrictions screwed a lot of people over. Because schools were shut down, poor or families couldn't, couldn't get proper education from distance learning. So kids fell behind for an entire year. Uh, except for wealthier white families who could afford high-speed internet, probably afford private tutors, probably sign their kids up for online study programs to help them learn. While poorer families who have to work, where both parents have to work and can't make sure their kids are doing their schoolwork, they fell behind because they're kids. They're not going to be able to be self-motivated. Like, I encourage you to talk to anyone who raised a kid during the pandemic that was going to school. Well, everyone I knew who had kids who had to go to school had to have one parent make act as a teacher and make sure they did the schoolwork because little kids even some high school kids aren't going to be self-motivated they're going to fall behind and repeat a whole grade and depending where you live in the country you may be going on to a second year of distance learning and if you are lucky enough to be able to supervise your kid and homeschool them um try not to be an asshole to the parent who says is I want my child to have an education. I also have to go to work, so I'm going to take a risk and let my kid go to school. He can wear a mask. He can be careful. Like, that's the thing. Nobody wants to find solutions. People just want to argue sometimes. And I get it. I do politics. Arguing is part of the game, but 
sometimes you gotta be willing to work with a person, find a nice little middle ground. Karens are just the fact, the fact that Karens have been so, the fact that the term Karen has been so normalized in everyday society just shows how polarized we are now as people. But we don't want to find a middle ground. We don't want to work together. And yeah, like you could definitely see the cracks forming early on with people saying anyone who responded to maybe we should try to find a way to open up a little bit is quickly shot with you want to sacrifice grandma for the economy. We are now working on a point where people are heroes and villains. When in reality, it's not that simple. People ultimately care about their own well-being and they are risk assessments. Like, a number of things can be true at once. COVID could be dangerous to people, but you can also have possibility of... But you could also have the possibility of surviving depending on... But you could also assess your own risk factors based on yourself. For example, I'm 24. I run pretty regularly at the gym before the pandemic happened, and I try to keep up with it. So my lungs are pretty good to the point where when my whole family got COVID, I somehow avoided it. And I truly believe was my workout routine that then there's the question of masks like just the way we worded the whole mask situation and shows how inherently want karens in society everyone always says oh the mask is to protect other people from you like the only way you're gonna get people to wear masks everywhere is if you got everyone to agree that they are inherently dangerous, that they are inherently sick. Always assume the worst of people. Okay, that is how Karens think. Like, nobody dared say that a mask could protect you. And yeah, a cloth mask really can't. Even Dr. Anthony Fauci confessed that masks might help spread COVID because the average person has to wear a mask all day might fidget with him, might wear it wrong, which most people do, even today after a year. Like, in 2021, if you really want to talk masks, what you should be really pushing is N95 masks. Those actually do have the ability to protect you. So it gives you the power to protect yourself. Oh, and I feel like now if you offer a person an N95 mask, they'd be more willing to take it. We really downplayed them at the start of the pandemic because we wanted to ensure frontline workers like doctors and nurses had, had access to them first, and that's fair. But now we're getting a lot better than we were in 2020. We are through the thick of it. We are in a better place than we were a year ago in terms of knowledge of COVID, and how to slow the spread, and ability to actually get masks. If you want N95 masks, you should get one to protect yourself. If you're going to be the person who says, oh, I'm vaccinated, but I'm going to wear a mask anyway because I respect other people, cool. 
Go buy an N95 mask. That's going to be your best bet. And stop being, stop seeing yourself as the anti-Karen, the person who cares about everyone else, the person who's better than everyone. That's why I wear this mask whenever I go out, despite being vaccinated. Like, people want to, like, that mentality is just going to further divide us and and just polarize us even more and more. Make society even more miserable, which in turn will make them more reluctant to do things that would stop the spread of COVID. Like, you got to be willing to work with people. You got to stop seeing them as the villain. In conclusion, Karens are everywhere because they are a result of a society that's so polarized from years of blaming each other for our problems. What we need to do is learn to work with people, stop seeing people as stereotypes, and start actually talking to people before we can actually fix these problems. You have been listening to the All You Can Eat Shrimp podcast with Tim Shrimp, and I hope you had your fill.